0: You're listening to The Diarist, a Red Couch, Black Dog production. Episode 11, Lunch at the Lotus Room.
1: Here we are. It's small, nothing like your place. This is all yours? It's only temporary until... It's everything. This place is everything a person could want. Aren't you sweet? Here, come into my room. Pick something you like. I'm gonna call the Lotus Room and make sure we can get a reservation for noon. Elizabeth will be back with Margot at 1.30.
0: Good afternoon, Lotus Room at the Grand
1: Hotel. Yes, I'd like a reservation for noon. And how many will be in your party this afternoon? Two. A party of two at noon? That's right. May I put you on hold for a
0: moment while I check for a table? Of course.
1: Hurry, Margaret. We'll have to leave real soon. Hello, are you still there, miss? Yes, I'm here. It appears we have a table for two available. All right, wonderful. May I have your name for the reservation, please? Miss Davies. All right, you're all set for noon. Thank you. Have you found something? Oh, Margaret, you look beautiful. You really do. I hardly wear those cigarette pants. Why don't you keep them? You look... well you look like a girl in Paris I knew chic and modern yes you look very smart why I'd say if you were a brunette you'd look just like Audrey Hepburn and Sabrina say I wouldn't ask but do you know the movie no
0: listen I wouldn't ask but since
1: we're becoming friends anything Would you like me to retouch your makeup? No. Anything? Shoes? No. Andrea,
0: I really need to... I would like to... All right. I'm
1: ready. We didn't chat in the cab as I'd hoped. No, Margaret sat staring out the window it seemed she was always about to say something but not to me to someone else i wondered had i reminded her of a friendship she'd left behind as the city passed us by i saw my motivations were selfish and yet she was out of the apartment what a milestone that was perhaps i could serve as a henry higgins mother and i had just seen my fair lady just a few months before Instead of elevating her social class, I would bring her back to a civilized life. Margaret turned and looked at me. I smiled. Wouldn't it be loverly? It's quite busy today. I think we should go back. Don't be silly. Remember, we're going to have a drink. They make a delicious pink squirrel. I'll have scotch. Oh, look how my hands are shaking. I, um, I can't breathe. Scotch? Scotch? Oh, please don't. You'll embarrass me. At least in Manhattan. Two for lunch? Yes. Is there a seat by the window? There is. Right this way. Here you are. Lovely. Thank you very much.
0: Your waiter will be right with you in a moment.
1: I'd like that drink.
0: I'm afraid I'll start screaming, and I'm already shaking, and I feel like there are needles in my brain. Oh, Andrea, I'm afraid. Look
1: at me. Margaret, look at me. We are just two young ladies out having lunch. Just pretend, all right? I'm sure at one time this wasn't so difficult for you. We have to get you strong again. Just look at me, I'm here. I'm right here with you.
2: Good afternoon, ladies. Have you seen the specials of the day? We have a veal that Just
1: a double scotch on the rocks. Oh, my. Two pink squirrels. A Manhattan.
2: A Double scotch on the rocks, two pink squirrels, and a Manhattan?
1: No, I'm sorry. We always have a terrible time making up our mind. Why don't we have one pink squirrel and one Manhattan? Is that all right, dear? Make it strong and bring it fast.
2: The Manhattans always are strong.
1: One pink squirrel and one strong Manhattan.
2: I'll have those drinks shortly.
1: Thank you. Now tell me, Margaret, are you enjoying this at all? Yes. That's wonderful. Tell me something about yourself. Anything.
2: A Manhattan for the lady.
1: I'm not a lady. Oh, Margaret, he was just trying to be polite.
2: And a pink squirrel for the young lady.
1: Thank you. We'll have, Margaret, do you like shrimp, Louis? Let me see here.
0: I'll have the the tuna fish with hard-boiled egg and tomato.
1: That sounds delicious. That's what I'll have too.
2: Two tuna fish specials. Would you like rolls? No, No, thank thank you. you. (laughs) Very well, ladies.
1: You seem more relaxed, Margaret. It's very funny, don't you think? To two motherless girls. A toast
0: to us. So, why the interest in me? What do you mean? No ulterior motives. Why are you so interested in Richard Hayes's crazy wife? What on
1: earth do you mean? Are you after the whole story? Is there one? There's always a story. I don't want to know any more than you wish to tell me.
0: I'm sure you can understand my suspicion. If I were to confide in you and you were to tell on me... Tell on you? Why the interest, Andrea? No, not really. You have an enviable life. Or should have. Is that it? Do you... Envy my life. Would you like to be, Mrs. Hayes, locked away in an apartment kept away from the world and the light of day? I'm sorry, I...
1: I didn't... That's terribly rude. Here we are, having a nice lunch. Oh, you're almost finished with your Manhattan. How about we cut the bologna and
0: have a real drink? What are you doing? I'm calling the waiter over.
2: Yes, miss?
1: A double scotch. I don't think you should with... On the rocks.
2: Coming right up. Another pink squirrel?
1: No, I haven't finished this one. Well, all right, yes. Very well. Margaret, I, I'm i worried this was a mistake.
0: I'll be fine once I've had another. You can see how anxious I am.
1: You've already had a mill town, a Manhattan, and now a double scotch? How can you possibly handle all that liquor?
2: Two tuna fish with hard-boiled egg, one Manhattan, and a pink squirrel.
1: That'll be all. We'll take the check now, please.
2: Very well. Is everything all right? Shall I call a taxi?
1: Yes, that's a good idea. Very well. I don't know what I was thinking. Did you really
0: believe we could be friends? I... uh, That you could dress me up in your clothes and paint my face. I'm... I'm not seeking a socialite life with some naive office girl. That's enough. Yes,
1: this was a mistake. It won't happen again. I'll eat your tuna fish. What's wrong with you? I'm crazy. I don't believe you're crazy. Not for one minute. Well, you don't know anything about it. I know there's a secret. I don't have any idea what it is. No, you don't. I'm not stupid, you know. You're naive. You shouldn't even
0: be in New York City. I'm surprised the sharks haven't eaten you up by now. I find
1: that offensive. I'm a very independent girl. And for that matter, it's rather ironic, coming from you, are you so... Oh, girls! Over here! It's Andrea! Margaret?
0: Andrea? What on earth are you doing here at the Lotus Room? And together?
1: Oh, hello, girls! Lucy, Ellen, you remember Mrs. Hayes?
0: Fancy meeting you girls here. I thought only ladies of leisure lunched at the Lotus Room. What are you doing, Andrea? Andrea, this is Velvet. She's Mrs. Hayes' new girl. The new Andrea.
1: (laughs) Aren't you going to introduce Margaret to Velvet or just me?
0: Of course. I I thought it was understood. What are you doing here? Margaret, you shouldn't be
1: out. How are you girls? It's been such a long time. I've left a couple messages with your housekeeper, Lucy. Now that I'm home, I thought, well, we could have lunch or I I was looking forward to... I'm just so busy.
0: I'm sorry. I meant to call. Things are just, well, wonderful. Nathan has a nanny on Wednesdays so I can have time with the girls. The Lotus Room is a regular thing that...
1: Well, why didn't you ask me to join your Wednesday lunches? You know I would love to come. You're not at the firm anymore, so
0: it just didn't... Lucy's not there either, but she's invited. Well, of course... But she stops by more often. That wouldn't hold up in court, Ellen. You're a lousy liar. Well, aren't we lucky this isn't a courtroom, dear? You wouldn't ever be a credible witness. That's a childish response. Velvet's doing a wonderful job. Is that so? Yes. uh, She says she's working on a campaign now. I appreciate what a good secretary you must have been. Richard has very high expectations of me. To fill your shoes, I mean. Andrea here has taken quite a lot of responsibility with managing Mr Hayes's home. It's rather in poor taste, isn't it? What is? Andrea's also received an offer at Murdoch and Hahn. We're discussing whether she will take the position now. Are you really Andrea? Oh, I had the wrong idea altogether. That isn't so. You're making it up, Margaret. I won't take it. I'm very busy. But what a compliment to be asked to work as an artist for the second largest ad agency in New York. I mean, anyone can be a secretary, but it takes a special girl to be a staff writer and artist. Girls, this is going to spoil our lunch. Think what you want. She's very talented. She's a good secretary. As I said, this is ad work. I am very fortunate Mr. Hayes has given me the opportunity. We're working on the Milltown campaign. That's ironic. Waiter, I'll have another.
1: Don't you remember we're going to Neiman Marcus?
0: Oh, yes, that's right. Come on, girls. Our table is ready.
1: It's so lovely seeing you,
0: darling. Next time you'll join us, won't you? I hope you do take the position at Murdoch and Hahn. You'll show everyone. Thank you, Lucy. It's nice to meet you both. All right, push off. We're losing our appetite. Oh, Margaret, poor girl. Poor girl yourself. Save your pity. You'll need it. Why do you bother with these insolence?
2: Another scotch. The lady in the green dress paid for it.
1: Hmm. Thank her, would you? Why would Ellen buy the drink? I've never seen her hostile like that. See, you are naive. They're quite
0: a hostile bunch. They were downright cruel to you. No they weren't. They're my friends. And that Velvet? Oh, what kind of name is that? She should be in a burlesque show, not working on a (laughs) Milltown campaign.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't hate me so
0: much, do you, Margaret? I haven't formed a solid impression of you yet. Somewhere between hate and tolerable.
1: I know you're joking, but I hope you don't hate me. If I did, it's not for what you think. You mean my, the
0: affair between Richard and? I'd like your help. The clothes are a start. What do you mean? I need a way to Chicago. And I'm trusting you by telling you this. Chicago? What on earth for? There's a woman there. She helps women in my... situation. What situation? You mean your... um, the hysteria? That's not what I mean at all. I think you're right about these pills. I... I have a full bottle. And I will stop taking them once I get to Chicago and I meet up with this woman. What about Margot? If anything happens to me... There are some boxes in the storage area of the basement in the building. What sort of boxes? What do you mean if something happens? They're marked Christmas ornaments. There are some lovely ornaments in Why them, but... would... what would I want with them? You're not listening. It's a foil. A foil? I'll go down and put them inside the boxes with the ornaments, wrapped in packing paper. I'll, um, place two diaries. It'll explain everything, if something should happen. You'll also know how to reach me.
1: Margaret, I'm afraid you're confused again. And you shouldn't be telling me this. Listen.
0: I'm trusting you. Let go of my arm, Margaret. All right. You'll find them. No one will
1: suspect. uh, If anything happens... Nothing is going to happen. You've had too much to drink, I'm afraid. Listen, I have to get you back to the house before Margot gets there. If nothing happens to me,
0: would you... Do something for me? I'm not sure. Would you bring me those clothes you were talking about? Go to Neiman Marcus by yourself. I don't care what you get me. And bring me $500. I I promise I'll get it back to you. That's an awful lot of money. Sure it is, but I need it. You're going to marry Richard. You'll have all the money you need. You'll have all the money you want. I, I don't know where I'd get it. There are checks in Richard's study. You can get one and cash it. Sign his name. Say you're his secretary. When I'm gone, they'll think I forged it.
1: Absolutely not. I don't even know what you're asking me to do. You know how Richard is. He'd be terribly angry with me if I crossed him. Alright,
0: well, don't you have some kind of savings? Certainly I do, but I... How
1: much can you get me? What for? What is all this for? Why can't you just leave if you want to? Why this- Please. Are you going to run away? Wouldn't that be better for you?
0: Yes. Honestly, it would. Well then, you'll be helping both of us. Even with these clothes, I can't get very far without money. I wish I understood. I want to leave. What else do you need to know?
1: All right. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. I'm sorry I brought you out and put you in this situation. Keep away from those girls. I don't think that'll be difficult. It seems they've already filled my vacancy with velvet. What
0: kind of girl goes around with a name like Velvet? (sighs) Not much to look at, is she?
1: Really? Oh, God, you know that's not true. She's quite pretty. Her blonde hair and brown eyes. Margaret, thank you for standing up for me with the girls.
0: All right, dear, let's get back. I'm quite drunk, and I'd like another mill town, so I'm fast asleep before Richard gets home.
1: The ride back to the apartment was even worse than the ride to the Lotus Room. I was deflated. I was afraid. Of what, I wasn't sure. The look on Margaret's face. She was a terrified animal, captive too long. Her eyes were glassy from the alcohol, but it was more. The darkness they conveyed. If there was something infecting her, possessing her, was it truly insanity or the secret she alluded to? No, she hadn't alluded to it. She'd come right out and said it. Should I search for her secret? Why should I? She kept a hand on the door handle, and each time we stopped at a traffic light, I wondered if she'd jump out and disappear forever. Maybe I wanted her to. To be swallowed up by the vast ocean that was New York City. I wanted her taken out to sea to never return. But she didn't escape. She let me lead her back to her life as a prisoner. I was a stupid girl. Mother said it all along. Capricious, selfish. Why would I have thought that I could transform Margaret? Yes, I was in over my head with Margaret. Rather than her drifting away, we were more likely to both drown. Her eyes met mine as we pulled to the curb outside the apartment. Her eyes spoke to me. It was as if she were saying, Now you'll see. Now you'll understand. Maybe now you'll help me.
2: Afternoon, Miss Davies.
1: Good afternoon.
2: Hey, Mr. Hayes just arrives upstairs.
1: Oh, no! You'll see. All the organisms dilute. Now, Margaret, stop that. It'll be just fine. I'll he, take the blame. He can't see me in these clothes. I'll see you up. No, this time I insist on doing it myself so I can have a moment with Mrs. Hayes.
2: Mrs. Hayes? I, I I, didn't recognize her.
1: Aren't you an unusual fortune teller? Come, Margaret. You must collect yourself, Margaret. Why do you carry on this way around, Richard? He's a reasonable man. Surely, <laughs> He will be very upset with you, too. these clothes don't be silly
2: (sighs) what do you think you're doing
1: now look at what you've done
2: don't talk to me that way I've done nothing I asked you a question
1: Richard please don't take your hands off of me
2: why would you do such a thing
1: oh did the girls from the office did velvet run right in and tell you I was at the Lotus room with Margaret Is that such a crime?
2: What's wrong with you? Did she? You know my secretaries are loyal.
1: I'm going to go see Margaret. Let go of me. I'm beginning to see I have you mistaken for a caring man. Your selfish child.
2: Andrea, let her go. Leave her alone.
1: No, I won't. Do you know we had a perfectly nice conversation for over an hour at the Lotus Room? She wasn't crazy at all. If you treat a woman like she's crazy, she'll go crazy.
2: Do as I say. Go retrieve the clothes you have her in. Elizabeth will help get her back into her into night... Into
1: what? Her nightdress. Why? Why would you?
2: Do as I say.
1: Why should I?
2: I'll do it myself.
1: You'll rip her clothes off her? No! How can you be so cruel to her?
2: Go get the clothes.
1: Why? Answer me. <laughs> Why is Margaret a prisoner here?
2: You don't know what you're talking about. You take a psychotic woman out and you get her drunk? Have you considered the danger you've put my daughter in? You'll leave and carry on in your imaginary world and my daughter will be in danger because you are a child and cannot fathom how an adult behaves. You've endangered my daughter. Margot. Yes, the woman is psychotic. Maybe she has you fooled. I'm sure she's asked you for money to help her, to free her. You're gullible and naive. You always have been. I don't believe you. Go do as I say.
1: I will. This time. Elizabeth has asked me to take Margot to get some things for the Thanksgiving trip. I'll take care of Margaret and then take Margot. You can go back to work.
2: Let me make it clear. You do not run my family's life. Do you understand?
1: No, I don't understand. I have nothing anymore. I've had just about enough of you. Am I making myself clear?
2: Don't you dare! Get
1: your hands off me! I'm not your poor wife. I'm my own woman, and I won't let you treat me this way. I'm leaving. If I'm not the one to manage your family, perhaps Velvet Maud is more suited for the job.
2: Perhaps she is. I think I'd prefer it.
1: I didn't take a taxi home after my fight with Richard. I was too furious. I walked, I walked, and I walked all the way home. I was full of fury. I was also hurt. Why was I hurt? It was, it was a kaleidoscope. The meaning was shattered into tiny pieces of color, and if I looked closely, perhaps the result was pretty, even logical. But it was just pieces of some larger truth that could be destroyed with just the turn of a hand or the blink of an eye. As I navigated the streets of New York City, I realized the truth was in Margaret's eyes. But later, not even an hour after I unlocked my door to my apartment, I lay on my bed and wept. I'd used the poor girl. And in some way i had sided with her against Richard, and that was a betrayal to him. No wonder he was so mad at me. No wonder he took me forcefully by the arm. Yes, forcefully enough to leave four small bruises in the shape of his fingers. I felt ashamed and wanted to apologize. I wanted him to tell me things were alright, that he understood. But when I called, the first time the phone rang, and after that it was a busy signal. For hours i even dialed the operator and asked her to break the line got, that it was an emergency but she said she was unable to perhaps the phone was off the, the hook that of course it was i knew it was i fell asleep and woke on the couch the phone receiver clasped to my chest mm.